Alright, so fuck yes, welcome out to the hype with me, your host is always Brian Dressel. With me, as always, is Jonathan Hardesty. I do not have enough coffee right now. <laughs> Ryan James. <laughs> Fudge, yeah. Uh, Chewy sadly cannot be here today because she is off working in the superstore. Uh, but we do have Ben Cam here. Hi, Ben. Hey, guys. Uh, ben, do you have anything to uh, plug right away or no? No, no, not okay. today. Cool. That sounds great. <laughs> I'm really <laughs> looking forward to all of that. <laughs> I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, please do. Make sure you put all of that in the show notes with very fine detail. No, uh, uh, there will be like a section where it says plugs and then your name and then not really. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Yes. Uh, okay, then we'll move right into a, a where have you been doing. Ben, do you want to go first? What have you been up to recently? Uh, yeah, I've been uh, really into a digital space, actually. I've been into VR recently and uh, been playing with that, going to Star Wars land, more or less, uh, as often as I can, or scare the hell out of myself in some Resident Evil. Uh, which so, VR? Uh, Sony, a PlayStation VR. Okay. Uh, we, uh, my girlfriend and I picked it up and it's been amazing. It's such an immersive experience, especially from someone who comes at things like, I like the experience of things. So right. to have it be so immersive and so, uh, on point right now, it's just, it's oh. absolutely incredible. Have you played Eagle Flight yet? I haven't played Eagle Flight. Okay. No. That's I've, like the one game, like I, I'm my wife or Chewy, she's obviously on the show all the time. My wife. My wife uh, has famously told me, no, we're not spending $400 on that until there's like enough games that you'd want to buy. I'm like, okay, I can, I can wait. <laughs> and the one that I keep seeing that I want to play is Eagle Flight because I love the idea of just sitting in my room, sitting in my living room, just going, ah! Like an eagle. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds awesome. It's like the, but, uh, the the pigeon mission in like the latest Call of Duty or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So you Except should pick VR. up I hear you should buy it like immediately. Okay, I'll it's, go do that now. It's supposed to be beautiful Gotta and go, amazing. Guys. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> how's the uh, immediate? How's the Resident Evil in VR so far? Uh, yeah, if you're not used to VR, it can definitely be a little bit disorienting. But as far as like it getting you into the state of mind or getting into that creepy old house, it's it's absolutely on point. Like you go in, especially if you have a good pair of headphones. You mm. you know don't even need all the lights off or whatever, but you put the headset on and you hear all of the creepy things, and it takes over all of your senses, which is something that's previously lacking in like a horror type of game. So to have it be like you can actually turn around and actually what I was doing when I when I go through it is I look through look around corners, so I'll oh, see yeah. inside the door and the doors the don't just night. open like old school you know what i mean oh, you have the to doors. like push move you into push the door. It and lead into it yep. almost yeah so you have to like lead into the door and then like lean through the door jam and like try and look around the corners real <laughs> quietly and like someone was saying and that, then in the demo nothing happens which is great yeah. one of the uh, reviewers i read mentioned that they were trying to like they were being chased so they hid behind some boxes and could kind of look through the slot like the space between the box and the wall oh, cool. to watch the person go by in the vr and I'm just like, this sounds so much fun. Like, yeah. And scary. I'm such a chicken with this sort oh, of thing. Yeah. It's going to be terrifying. And like everything you. that you always yeah. wanted to do in, in like horror games like that, you can absolutely do. And it just breaks all the barriers that you're used to having. Nice. Ryan, where have you been doing? Uh, I've been spending some time on Netflix, uh, watching some comedy. I want to talk about both. Uh, let me get my notes. Bill Burr's new special. And uh, it's called Walk Your Way Out. And then um, Neil Brennan's new special called Three Mics. Um, Bill Burr, uh, he's, you know, if, if you know what Bill Burr is, you know if you're going to like him or not. He just uh, uh, talks about how angry he is and then yells at dumb people in the world for an hour and a half. And uh, But Neil Brennan's special is really interesting. It's called Three Mics, and he has three mics on stage, uh, and he goes between them to do different styles of comedy. Um, the one on the left, he uh, just reads one-liners from a card that he wrote. Um, the one on the right, he tells standard 
comedy, like uh, long form storytelling, you know, funny moments. And then uh, the one in the middle, he just reveals in- incredibly personal things about himself. And it, it's really cool. I definitely recommend that one. Cool. I've uh, I actually had seen that one the all actually both of those, mm-hmm. uh, but that format and he's also the guy that wrote Half Baked. Right, he talks uh, with, about that. With, I mean, that was like Chappelle. his claim to fame, and then he kind of hasn't had that level of success again. Right. Yeah. But it's it was a really interesting format for a comedy show. It, it's Absolutely. A, it, it's more of a personal thing. And for, kind for of the a, comedian, like a reinvention of the comedy special, which yeah. I love. John, what about you? Where are you been doing? Well, this week. I feel like a broken record. I haven't had a lot of time to do much other than the movie we're talking about today and maybe one other thing. So I tried out the uh, new Nintendo game, uh, Fire Emblem Heroes, on iOS. Okay. It's one of those, like, the reviewers refer to it as, like, a gotcha game, which I haven't really explored what that is. But essentially, you draw random heroes from the Fire Emblem universe, and they have different um, uh, star levels. So, like, one star is not very good, five is really great sort of thing. So you you draw randomly, and you, you... build up the currency and you can buy the currency so it's kind of a free to play mm. in not a great way but the gameplay and the strategy is still pretty fun mm. and for some of the lower level stuff where you're just grinding you can do auto battle which means you just hit the button and it'll play out the battle for you oh cool for some of the like the less fun fights where it's pretty easy and the strategy is not too intense like from what i I have not played any fire emblem at all before yeah. this so i have no context but reviewers are saying it's not as hefty or um, difficult compared to other games is it turn-based like a classic final fantasy yeah turn-based cool. yeah so you do your Fire turn you get to your little grid space mm-hmm. and then the enemy will make their turn and you can turn on a menu thing where it's like you can see where you'll get attacked if you go there cool so their strategy is fun and it's uh, free to play so it's at least worth giving a try cool uh mine will go a little bit different i mean i'm assuming that if you listen to podcasts you probably and you're even remotely interested in politics you probably already know about this one but it's what i've been listening to it's called a uh, pod save america hmm. um they release twice every week so it's like monday and thursday and they're just um they're former speech writers for obama and they just so they used to all live in washington and they used to work in the white house and now one of them lives in la i think the other one lives in new york and another one and uh if you have any interest in politics whatsoever they are a uh, a pretty fun resource they do a really good job talking around the table and they're they're a lot of fun um they're not uh they're not the most balanced as you'd imagine for some guys who used to write for obama they are very very left leaning and all of their stuff is left leaning so if you're looking for more of like a fair and balanced approach, that's probably not for you. Mm. But uh, I, I've been really enjoying it. And after, you know, the way the election has gone, I've been paying a lot more attention to politics, more so than ever in my life. And I never ignored them. But now it's kind of like, I want to know everything at all times. The so, one silver lining of this whole thing is that yeah. so many more people are paying attention. I mean, I vote. part. Yeah. I mean, I vote part, in yeah. every single election mm-hmm. I have since I was 18, like, because I've I, I like the voting process, but yeah. I usually just kind of do a little bit of research right before. So like midterms, I'm like, all right, so who am I going to vote for tomorrow? And then I just kind of look at it the night before. And now I'm just ki- kind of staying more into it the whole time. I think through. more now than before, I've become interested in the midterms and the the elections on the lower levels, not the presidency so much, but the things that will keep it balanced. I've always found that stuff interesting. So I've always just kind of voted with it, but never really like kind of gotten way too crazy about it. But I always like, like I, I don't know. I think some of it is too, is I've lived here long enough now to feel rooted yeah. In Los Angeles versus I did I lived in Chicago for the length of school and that was about it. I was never really a full on resident there, so I never felt connected. So yeah, I mean it's basically caught my attention like I'm more focused on it now yeah. than ever before. 
Well, I'd recommend checking out Pod Save America. It's very, very good. And but I mean, each episode's like an hour and twenty minutes, so it's <laughs> perfect it's a, for my commute. <laughs> it's a bit of a commitment because it is you know twice a week, so that's a lot. But. Is it entertaining? That's always like yeah. something like that is usually really dense and it's hard to actually make it through the whole. Sort of like Planet Money. No, no, <laughs> yeah. these guys have all known each other so well, and since they're very articulate and well spoken, because they write speeches they're very they're engaging and they're funny uh okay i think it's time to get started on john wick Ooh. uh we're a little bit behind the times with this one seeing the movie came out last friday but <laughs> right on point for our podcast yeah it works we're a little bit behind the hype but i mean i'm guessing uh people are still gonna be into this movie on thursday it's yeah. only been out for six days so it's right. getting good reviews it's getting very good reviews chewie and i are gonna go see it tomorrow night uh okay so really quick about john wick um <laughs> uh came out uh in 2014 which i did not realize for some reason i thought it came out in 2015 but whatever um Seems like forever ago man it is kind of weird that it's technically like three calendar years ago um but whatever uh it cost 20 million and ended up making 80 million so i can see why we got chapter two uh and really quick the reviews were decent the reviews for the sequel are better which I find interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah. Interesting. It, hmm. it got a 68 for the original, and now it's sitting at like a 76 Ooh. for the sequel. Very good. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I've heard the one major improvement for the sequel, uh, which we can talk a little about when we get into this one, is that it is much funnier. She's like, hmm. Oh, I, was still laugh- I was still laughing oh. in this movie. Yeah. All right. There's definitely a sense of humor to it, but I wonder how much they're going to boost it in the sequel. I'm interested to see it. I... Let me dive right in then, or do you, let's do a breakdown. Let's then. do our I breakdown. Dive yeah, right yeah. in that, to that we'll, exactly. Yeah, we'll, we'll dive right into that. Yeah. Um, so Ben, are you excited for this breakdown? 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 I'm ready. I uh, went through some options in my head, so I think I got this down. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I hope, uh, or I'm just gonna fail miserably, and that's gonna be be good too. We've had a I we've had more failures recently than we have in the past, so. You have um we usually let's be honest we had a a, a good string of successes. I want to say like almost a speaking, year of ex- successes and now we've had quite a few failures but you know yeah, the pendulum always swings the yeah. other way. So the rules are uh, I don't put this in the email that if you succeed you get to make fun of me if you fail I get to make fun of you. And if you succeed for God's sake just make fun of him. Yeah, everyone likes to turn <laughs> no matter, that down. No matter how much you like him uh we, we've had, all I think, right. two people. Out of all of that entire straight year of successes, only two people took me up on making fun of me, which is a hell of a confidence booster. But at the same time, not the point of the game. So, <laughs> uh, John, you ready to go? Oh, uh, yep. Ben, right, Ben. Go, 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 go. All right. So we meet this guy, and he crashes into a building, and he falls out, and then flashback. And then we see his his wife is dead, and he's sad, I think. And then, so, and then we meet Theon, who steals his car and his dog, and he gets even more sad. And then he goes on and learns that Theon is the son of some crime lord named Vigo. And uh, he just starts hunting for Vigo everywhere. And he figures out where his car was, and he goes and just starts killing everybody. In a club, in a church. He gets caught in a church. And then he uh, finds the son in a safe house and kills him on a uh, very un uh, boring way. <laughs> <laughs> i mean you're out of time but Bam. uh uh first of all it's reek now it's not theon anymore oh, crap. No, right. he's, back to theon. he's back to oh, theon all right yeah what season are you on um theon. <laughs> I- i'm gonna allow it you didn't mention that the dad died but i, I figure it's close or, enough or the third act <laughs> yeah that's really like the you got all the way up to the killing of the sun yeah. but you really but everything else main... after that what? really didn't Wait, make any sense. You missed like, the whole why fucking, is he still going? The whole like, rain fight scene, the best sequence of the movie. When is it when yes. when Vigo teleports Absolutely. from across the the yeah. the damn thing or whatever yeah. that was. Mm-hmm. 
I really don't like the end of this movie, oh, but we'll get into that Okay, so we wanted to talk with the the comedy, the sense of humor of this thing first. Is he gonna make fun? Or no, he didn't make it, did he? I didn't. I, no, some... no, I, I let us succeed. So I was just gonna completely breeze past it, but I oh, oh. say something made fun of. So no, yeah, nice you, try, you need a free Brian. shot. A free, I don't want a free shot. I want to like sneak it in when it's when it's better. I don't want to just. It's cheap this way. Okay. I want to. I want to take my shot when it rises. Oh man, that's gonna make you nervous the whole episode. I don't have enough card space for that. I'll, I'll just. <laughs> they'll just have to listen to find out. Okay, listen, Keep listening. Fi- that's a good way to make someone listen to the whole episode. Will he get his insult in, or will he forget? So about John Wick, I, I, one of my favorite things about this movie was how hilarious it was, only because of how seriously it took itself. Like if it didn't yeah. live in its own world so deeply, it wouldn't have been nearly as good. If it like was hammy, I would have hated it. So I don't know if I'm gonna like a one with comedy purposely injected. Well, I, I think it'll depend on the brand of comedy. Absolutely. Like, because if it's more in line with this one, then I'm I'm, I'm all for it. Yeah. This one like it's funny. It's very funny, yeah. but it's not like a comedy. It's dry. Yeah. It's funny because it's serious. It's Keanu. Yeah. 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 yeah, like <laughs> it's about as dry as he is. Yeah, like yeah. exactly. He was perfect for this role. Yeah, he really yeah. was. It's 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 rare when that happens. There's not a lot of roles for Keanu out there, but when they come about. So, which uh, mute uh, lead actor did you like better, Keanu Reeves or Mad Max? I mean, John Wick or Mad Max? Oh, Mad Max by far. <laughs> as by just a character, far. not the movie. Oh, then I go John Wick. Char- yeah, I think I go John. Wick. I think I prefer yeah. John Wick to Tom Hardy and Mad I, Max. Tom Hardy did a very good job with very little, but I think it's because he had so little that I'd go with John Wick. Because John Wick has a lot. I mean, it's again, uh, they killed my dog, but still, like, it, <laughs> it, I think it, I, there's more there that I'm interested in. Yeah. Than with Mad Max of um, I'm gonna drive over there. I'm gonna drive back. Well, Keanu kind of has a special skill of being charismatic with doing very little. He's the most charismatic block of wood in the entire world. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect. (laughs) All right, moving on. Who else should we talk about? Well, let's just keep like. Is there any, like we we mentioned that we liked him. What what is there to say about John Wick though? I mean, beyond uh, we, just I mean, it, there's you kind of hit it words. On the head. I mean, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, there, there's there's got to be more to say. You about love him, him even though he doesn't have anything to do in this movie except be cool. Yeah, and he does that he really does well. It great. Yeah, yeah it feels we were like saying he does like ninety percent of his own stunts in this. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, from what I've seen, yeah, that's what it looks like. And it's the thing is like, especially with him doing his own stunts. Uh, there's an honest trailer that came out right before the the sequel did that mentioned that it's like it's interesting watching this one and then you watch all these other like somewhat older guys because Keanu's what in his fifties. Um, I'm ashamed to not know the answer to that. I want to say probably somewhere around there. Um, and then you watch like Liam Neeson and Taken, and they like they cut around him not being able to do stunts, and it's kind of obvious, right? Whereas this one, it's like, nope, we're gonna get through it, and there's like kind of these long shots that, like, oh wow, this is a lot more fun to watch when you can see them doing everything. Yeah, and I yeah. think his age kind of plays well into it because his character is coming out of retirement for this movie, so mm-hmm. he's old enough to have been this. We we can assume he has this long career of being this hitman, and he's you know. He has all this training still, but he has to, uh, you know, shake the rust off. But you said assume right there. And like that was one thing that really bothered me is I had no idea who any of these people actually were in terms of the story or what they were supposed to be doing or skills that they had. Did that bother you? I think little things like that when they just intentionally leave out details that seem really important, but they like half allude to it in 
poorly written conversation like that kind of does bug me oh i actually like that where that saves it for me is that this movie feels like there's this like mythology to everything the whole there's a whole hierarchy that is implied that they follow through with there's like these coins that purchase things there's these societies there's rules and they don't seem to be breaking any of them other than to like help each other out a little bit there's like codes and like it's the first one where it's like okay i can kind of follow this logic in this world yeah and it doesn't seem to break it it just leaves it vague which yeah I don't mind in this one. No. And I think it's because of that. See, where I, I'll agree with both of you on this one, because I kind of agree with Ben where it's like, well, it is kind of poorly written, and I think that's kind of how they make it work. Because I really feel like yeah. if they spent more time explaining everything, we might all kind of go, all right, so this entire society is stupid. Right. Uh, so this is a whole Willem hotel. Willem even says that. Like, yeah, what, like, what is this game we're playing? Yeah, like, th- is, this is just a big-ass hotel of assassins that agree not to kill each other. Like, the whole thing kind of falls apart the more you pick at it. Right. Mm-hmm. Which is what the movie very intelligently didn't do. It's just kind of like, no, nope, this is the universe. Enjoy it. And it's like, well, I have questions. Don't have questions. Look at John Wick. Yeah. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> it, it works. For that, it was brilliant. Yeah. yeah. It was very, very well done. By kind of having something stupid but not calling attention to it. You just kind of buy into it. Yeah, there's no like, I mean, okay, we could compare this pretty easily to like uh, Kingsman. Sure. Where there's like so much exposition about this world that they're living in and like, oh, let's have the unveiling of the gun stuff. And in in John Wick, we get like two very short scenes unveiling like their secret weapons cabinets and uh, it kind of breezes over that kind of stuff. Well, it was actually those details and the details about the world themselves. I I thought that they I didn't have any questions about the world. Like right. it seemed to make sense. The hotels, the, right. yeah. There's rules. Assassins don't kill each other there. It's right. a safe haven for the while. But like the character details specifically, and where you don't even really know who Vigo was or his son was. You just know that he stole a car for some reason and that pissed his father off but you don't know who these characters are in terms of their own world see i, I don't want to take uh, anyone's quote here uh, it might even be one of my own but like the I, I think there's so much character development in just like three lines of the he stole john wick's car oh yeah like there's so much it's like okay so we know that john wick is a fucking dangerous ass person from that one response yeah i think it's the first moment where i was like Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I was also like, I got actually kind of hyped when I when I saw that moment yeah. happen. Like, you stole his car. Oh, and he shuts the phone off. And it's yeah. just like, I'm in for a fun movie, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. and like, like, it's like he knows his son is dead. That moment. Yeah, yeah. it's all my fun. My son just called me to tell me he's gonna die. That yeah. was also the first time in the movie we heard John Wick's name. Yeah, actually, before that we had no idea who the character was. Right, and then I you just they said John in one of the. I thought the wife John maybe. John. Yeah. yeah, I don't Absolutely. think they said John Wick, but I think she says John like in the video, doesn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So you know John, at least. Oh, okay. I mean, I might yeah. miss that, yeah. And then there was the title card. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe and then, Theon was John Wick. Uh, I don't know if you were looking at the spine of the DVD. It's on that. But to what you're saying is, I think they did a really good job establishing these characters without doing like a, a Nolan-esque, like, this is who this guy, this yeah. is the, the head of the Russian mafia who yeah. killed this mafia to be in charge. Like, That's do- why I really appreciated that. In the world of like Marvel comics where we've gotten 12 movies explaining why a character is a character, I'm yeah. so sick of that. So this is great for me. Yeah. And like you said, because the script itself is eh, not so great, they're not like they're kind of taking the lantern and shining on other things to distract from it. Yeah. Right. And I don't want to say it wasn't great. Like, I feel like I'm taking a dig at it when I didn't mean to. It's like it's very – it's purposefully uh, – like minimalistic with certain things yeah. right. and i think it was intelligently done as opposed to like uh say like boondock saints where it was kind of a shitty script but they got lucky and people attached to it i don't think there's any luck involved in this one i think right. it was in very intentional and it worked out mm-hmm. yeah um so if it was intentional i don't want to say bad writing but kind of minimal writing and i think it works out so what who else do we like in this movie alfie allen you want to talk about him i fucking love alfie, alfie allen. A- aka theon 
Who's his sister? I needed that. Uh, Lizette. Uh, Lily Allen. Lily that's Allen, it. that's yeah. right, yeah. The pop star from yeah. England, yeah. Uh, I, I remember uh, she was on an episode of that, that game show that I watched, and I was like, how do I know? I know I know her <laughs> for some reason. I don't remember what. Oh, it's Theon's sister. Yeah. Um, Alfie Allen's fucking great. Yeah. Yeah. He was I, really good in this movie. Yeah. Uh, I, w- I wasn't expecting it. Just because I was like, oh, him, but he like really does that role well. He plays a little shit better than almost anyone can play a little shit. And oh, then, yeah. And then now in Game of Thrones, he's not a little shit and you can do more things. But he did a great job as a little shit in Game of Thrones. He did. Yeah. But, yeah. Outstanding, yeah. And but then he, he he's also, yeah, he's doing a great job with the new character that he's kind of playing now, too. Like, he, he's a very, very talented actor. And, Absolutely. Um, I'm hoping we see him more after Game of Thrones ends because. Mm-hmm. Like these sorts of roles are kind of like a one and done. Like this isn't the sort of one where like, oh yeah, let's hire Alfie Allen because he's so good in John Wick because he's very much kind of a he's an instigator and then he's just the rabbit running away the whole right. time. Right. Um, I think it does a good job though. Like I his first scene with him where he's like, how much for the car? Like he's very intimidating. Yeah. And not intimidating like that. I should be afraid of this dude, but like afraid of this dude like he's a loose cannon that's just gonna yeah. show up in my house and kick me in the face and murder my dog. <laughs> and, and he also had the air like you could tell like with how he was holding himself like yeah. he was somebody. Yeah, like he was, was important. somebody's son. Right. He really yeah. held himself like somebody's son. Yeah. 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 It was very much. Um, fuck. Who was the son in um, Road to Perdition? Was it Daniel Craig? But it's like the mob son in that one where it's like you see him in like one second and this is like oh so you're a shitbag son of somebody important. Yeah, and it's a it's a it's a role that's a, you can see it in many different movies, and certain guys do it well, and certain ones are just kind of like, eh, you got a paycheck. And I think Alfie Allen just nailed it in this one. Like he was the best. Like if you saw that guy at a gas station, like John Wick did, you would avoid him. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. Like, and right. avoid him like John Wick did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you just gotta hope you don't have a car he wants to buy off you. <laughs> if, if right, you right, right. Sell the car. Um, but I, I think it was um for me the scene that really kind of sells me on Alfie Allen being as good as he was it's when he tries to tell his dad that he can make this right <laughs> yeah and his dad is like no you're dead yeah. you're going to die now mm-hmm. you stupid son of a bitch <laughs> mm-hmm. i'll do my best but you're probably gonna die yeah, yeah. Like, there's well you're yeah. fucked yeah you fucked yourself over so bad because you wanted a car and, and then in his had defense, to kill his dog like that yeah, was yeah. The thing. i think oh. that was really what put and, it over and killed his dog it's, if he just took the car i honestly don't think there would have been a movie here right. like i think you would not so much away. yeah i think if he had just stolen the car he would have gone to like john lagomzano or somebody and they would have gone like all right let's get him a car back because you don't steal john wick's car so the killing the dog was like, oh, oh yeah. you stupid son of a bitch. Yep. <laughs> and it was a puppy. I mean, come on. Yep. Who just takes out a puppy? Yep. And I mean, if you looked around the house, <laughs> yeah, yeah. you see pictures of the wife and she's not there. You know, use your brain a little bit. Yeah, he wasn't thinking. No. Well, well, actually, why were they all waiting for him at the bottom of the stairs? That's what really threw me off in the in that entrance scene there is all, all the, the three gang dudes or whatever got in the, the and got in his house and were just waiting at the bottom of John Wick's stairs for him to come down, for the yeah. dog to get up for whatever They reason. wanted to rough him up a little bit, I think. Yeah. They, they, they wanted to have some fun. Yeah. yeah. They they didn't like just taking attitude. the car wasn't enough. They, they didn't won. like the cut of his jib. Well, he talked back to... Um, exactly. What's his character doing? I'm going to keep calling him Theon. <laughs> <laughs> Yosef or something? Yosef. Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. yeah? Um, that, okay. But yeah, I, I think that was it. Like He talked back to him and... Yeah. And then like, well, you Disrespect can't fuck, Yeah, you can't do that. You don't talk back to me. It's like, I'm, I'm like, so-and-so's son. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> a lot of good that did you in the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk a little more about him. Um, Michael Nyquist, who played uh, Vigo. Vigo, yeah. Uh, oh, he was so good, too. Very good. Yeah. Um, I, for some reason, I the, the ending of the movie where he gets killed, uh, 
the first time I saw this, I'm like, oh, so he'll be in the sequel. And then, because he got stabbed up in like the like the shoulder, right? Like, but it was like into the neck. But it's still like in a movie like this. I mean, how many times did John Wick get shot? Right. Well, let's talk about. Well, he had bulletproof vest when he got shot. He did. I don't think he ever got shot proper. I sold myself on this scene yeah. in the movie. So this is the the climax of the movie, and uh, they go fist fight and um yeah he pulls out vigo pulls out a knife and he's coming at john wick with a right, knife right. and john wick grabs his hand and stabs himself with the knife fucking awesome. so that he can disarm the guy yeah so my assumption is that john wick is such a fucking good assassin that he stabbed himself in a place where he knew that he would live and then he pulled the knife out and stabbed vigo in the neck in the artery where he knows he's gonna die because john wick is just you yeah. know yeah, I'd buy has that. impossible or impeccable aim and, and knowledge of killing people. Uh, he does have impeccable aim. How many fucking headshots are in this movie? All oh, of them. All, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Everybody uh, went down at the end with it. Even yeah. if he oh, shot yeah. them five other times, one more in the dome just to make sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the um just a, a little quick sidetrack, the uh the visual effects in this movie were great. I mean, we got a couple really over the top headshots, like when he takes out the guy with the sniper rifle coming after uh, uh yeah. Yosef. Uh, but most of them are kind of like just little side notes. Like they're not super gratuitous. Like uh, um, "Don't Breathe" had that right, really yeah. gratuitous violence, but yeah, it worked really well. Um, but what you were saying about um, I already forgot his name. Um, Michael Nyquist. Yes, Michael Nyquist. Vigo. Yeah, fucking great in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, he plays such a like a good like reluctant like the well I have to fight back because that's. Yeah. I'm not just going to roll over and die, but at the same time, I'm pretty sure I'm about to die. It, well, from the beginning of the movie, when he finds out that uh, his son has stolen John Wick's car and killed his dog, he has the entire, like, he carries himself and has the air of, like, okay, so I know my son's about to die, but I'm going to look like a, a, a jackass if I don't, like, send out everybody I can to try to stop that from happening, so I guess my son's about to die and all my henchmen are about to die. And I'm probably about to die, my fucking idiot son. And he just yeah. plays that role the entire movie really well. Like, even when he's in the back of the car and they're driving away from John Wick and he's laughing, he's like, ha ha, yeah. he, he really got us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my, my only complaint with them, and this is, uh, this is more so probably with the script than with the actor, but uh, it's, he knows John Wick. He knows him very well. Right. Uh, he worked. John Wick worked specifically for him as Boga Yaga of the Boogeyman. It's like a <laughs> fucking awesome nickname. Yeah. Um, Baba Yaga. Yeah. Baba Yaga. Um. Uh. But yeah, fucking really, really cool. Um. The problem is that okay, so he finally kills Yosef, shoots him in the belly, then in the head. Uh. So he gets really mad. Of course, it's his son. He's gonna be mad. So he kills one of his friends. Right. He had to call him. To tell him that he did it. It's like, you just killed yourself. He did. He That was, yeah, a little bit of a character motivation that I didn't understand. And my assumption was that either, A, he was having a great time. And it was like a challenge. Like, oh, can I get out of here before John Wick comes and hunts me down now? Yeah. <laughs> or he just didn't care anymore because his son was dead. And he's like, well, I have nothing left to live for. I mean, that's that's probably what was supposed to be taken away from it. But yeah. for me, when I'm watching it uh, both times, uh, I just kind of have this moment of, you could have called him from wherever you were going, and he never would have found you. So it was a game. Yeah. Intentionally. I, it, it had Absolutely. to either be a game, or it had to be him just going, fuck it, I don't care anymore. Yeah. Because uh, it was a really weird moment of, like, you know how pissed he's going to be, mm-hmm. and you know he's going to come right after you. Mm-hmm. And he will catch you, because he's John Wick. So you're fucked. You just, you just sowed your own grave. Or dug your own grave. Or, I mean, maybe it was his ego. Maybe it was like, listen... Uh, well, like father, like son, right? Like yeah. it, ultimately, both their undoing 
is just where they go into that that end of like they let the ego take over just too much. Like, but like I, didn't, I didn't see that too- coming. I didn't see that coming from the father though, because the second like the they mentioned anything about John Wick, he's like, well, we're fucked. I feel so like he I, kind of unhinged a little bit when like all his leverage on the city was taken out. Yeah, that's what, I, yeah. I felt like. That's when things started to kind of unravel for. Oh, like, I did Vigo. You know, I forgot about that. That was another yeah. reason that his whole career in life was over. So he's like, Oh yeah, go, no let money. me let yeah. John Wick take me out. This will be fun. Yeah, he had yeah. no motive for or no like the city was lost yeah. at that point. He couldn't blackmail officials. He like yeah, that's it, true. Yeah, so it was kind of like he had nothing less to lose at that point. And, so. Yeah, and it was clear like uh, in the beginning when the cop went over to uh, to John Wick's house and there's like five dead people in the hallway. Way and the cops oh, like so good. Have a good evening, John. And yeah. so <laughs> good. Away. So clearly, there's a deal going on. Yeah, with, with yeah all of course. Movies. So, yeah, it's it's a it makes sense, but it's still kind of my only like it's the only moment in the movie where I'm like, oh come on. Yeah, like I almost wish that like Willem Dafoe had found a way to like contact him as he was going in. Like, yeah, this is gonna happen because it, it just it, for some reason that's the only part that rings false to me of just mm-hmm. like I don't see him making that call. I don't see that being a, an actual thing, but I think it did fit the world. Like, yeah, there's sure, a lot yeah. of stuff that wouldn't actually happen in this movie, but well, of course, yeah. yeah. But I don't know for Weird some reason that was the only thing in the world for me that yeah. felt a little bit off, and it's such a minor complaint. Like that's just me digging for something to bitch about, yeah. um, which I love doing. Uh, who else did we? Do you want to talk about uh, Willem Dafoe? I mean, he you know he was Dafoeend. He. <laughs> He didn't <laughs> play it as well as he could have played as Willem Dafoe can play a character. He was a little underutilized, is what I'm saying. But Under, I would say he was underutilized more than he didn't play it well. I think he that's did, what I meant. Yeah, yeah, he did everything he could with that character. They just didn't give him a lot. That's what I meant. It felt like a character that had a ton to do in draft one, mm-hmm. and then by the final draft that we got, had been kind of like I liked more of an outskirt character, but they'd already cast Willem Dafoe. Yeah, I liked that in in a world of a bunch of crazy people. He was more grounded and a little bit more like he was similar to John Wick. They were cut from a similar cloth of just two very yeah. stoic people in a world going mad. And I like that he just didn't have to be crazy. He was just doing his thing. Yeah, but you hire the the guy who's the best at going crazy to yeah. not go crazy. Right. <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's fine, but still, it's like oh, I kind of like crazy Willem Dafoe. Yeah. So the main reason I still like the original Spider-Man so much. Oh yeah. Willem yeah. Dafoe. Uh, well, on the same point, like that also kind of made you a little uneasy about him too. She's like, "Why are yeah. you so yeah. cool?" And you have a closet full of guns underneath your your stairs. Like, clearly, there's something not right with you. But yeah, like it just kept you on edge a little bit. And I think there was a couple scenes where you were not knowing what he was going to do. Yeah. I thought really helped. Like when uh, when uh, Vigo eventually did catch him and got him in the chair, and then it, like yeah. it seems like he's. He's gone. He's dead already. And then he just comes up and like pops two bodyguards and tries to put up a fight. <laughs> right. You know? So it's like, I, I think it worked for him a little bit as far as the character goes. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, that's a really good scene. I love that scene. And it was nice seeing him in the movie. Yeah. yeah you don't get a lot of Willem anymore. You yeah. Know why? He's good, but he, I mean, I guess he's not an everyman. You can't put, like put him in anything. It's either well. And I saw when I saw him on screen, and he was going to hunt John Wick. I was like, "There's got to be more to it than this," because he seems like he could do it immediately, right, w- without yeah. any effort. So there's more to this. So it, it actually him being in there always kind of kept my wheels turning in terms of kind of what they were going to do with him and what he was planning to do. What did we get uh, on their backstory? Just that he was at the funeral, right? And that he was friends with John a long time ago. Yeah. Like he's just I want to see an old friend or something, and yeah. that was it. it so was, he, it's like that was another un, uh, another weird character motivation. Why did he take the job and then help John Wick the whole movie? Oh, I thought it was clear he was never going to do with the job. Oh, okay. I thought it was like yeah. from the beginning when he because he had John Wick in his sights, and 
when whatever that woman was, whoever she was, when she went into his bedroom in the hotel, uh, he had him in his sights. And right. Could, well, from from that moment, yes. But from the moment he well, took the job, I was, you know, I didn't know why he took the job from Vigo to begin with. That felt to me like he didn't have a choice. It was like, sure. hey, you need to kill John Wick. He's like, oh, I'll try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But who can kill John Wick? Am I right? <laughs> hey, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I probably can't, but yeah. I'll try. You know, um, also shoot all your guys. Uh, no, what? Oh, I missed. Oh, missed again. Oh, oh, missed again. Man, you're should... missing, but getting a lot of headshots on your misses. My I'm bad. Way <laughs> off. Way off. I need to get my eyes checked. Uh, who else? How about Adrian Pilecki? Uh, yeah, yeah. She. Uh, it's. Uh, I kind of want to talk about her and Ian McShane, McShane at the same time. Yeah. Because they're the two biggest windows, I think, into the larger world at play, which yeah. apparently we're going to get a little bit more of in the sequel. Um, I I, I love the character Miss Perkins because she is like the best of the like crazy way too cocky characters yeah. if i can do fucking anything i kill people for a living fuck you bitches and whoops <laughs> 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 uh it, it's such a great thing because like they they really play up the i love that they the way they talk about the hotel like it's such a cool thing of like management yeah management won't approve of that and she's like well fuck management because what have they ever done to her she has no reason to fear them at the one time she crosses them, Ian McShane just puts her down. Right. <laughs> just like, you're, what did you say? Like your membership's been revoked? Yeah, yeah, exactly. At, Such that, a spectacular end. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. like, you really, because it's, the thing is, you can tell this movie was made with hopes of a sequel, but no intentions of getting a sequel. Right. Fair, um, yeah. So I, I kind of feel like this might be a missed opportunity. Obviously, I haven't seen the sequel yet, but it feels like this character could have come back. Yeah. But they're like, well, we don't know if we're getting one or not, so let's at least let's finish this out. And I kind of I applaud them for doing that because a lot of movies would be like, well, we're not going to do it, and hopefully we get a sequel and we can bring her back. But this is kind of a cool, and especially because that shows so much more of the larger world at play, especially that there's two hitmen willing to fire directly at each other, just knowing that their bullets will be lodged in the woman and not kill each other. <laughs> Right. Did yeah. anybody else notice that when they're standing there and they fire? Two dudes are firing directly at each I other. I didn't notice. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, the bullet be stuck in the woman. I'm not going to get hit. <laughs> <laughs> and I liked uh, Lance Reddick as the uh, bellman of the hotel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that yep. was a good little like bit role for a pretty big actor. Mm-hmm. Is he a big actor or is he just a guy who's oh, done a ton know, of shit? You know what it is? He's a big TV actor. A TV yeah, actor. yeah. So I mean, this was a, an appropriate role for him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I don't think he's been in a ton of movies. No, but, you're right. I mean, he pops up all the time mm-hmm. so like you see his face you immediately know him but it's mm-hmm. like he's definitely that guy like what i know him from i feel like it's oz or lost or uh something like that and the fucking wire brian no no it's like that video game Fringe. that just came out no, he, he's also in all these other things that we're naming yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um oh, i forgot he was in fringe um yeah nah, he's a fucking talented guy yeah. too oh he's in tim and eric's bedtime stories oh that's good <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, his oh like, that one. That's his, how I know his yeah. adult swim stuff is really good too. Yeah, he's he's an awesome dude. Um, there are somebody that's very specific that I wanted to mention, and I'm kind of forgetting. It wasn't Ian McShane, although his I, wife. No, uh, oh, she was so. <laughs> <laughs> she did fine. <laughs> she did exactly what she needed to. Yep. She said all those ten. Li- oh, uh, it's a guy that I always like when he pops up. Uh, this was probably what I was thinking. Uh, Oz, not the other guy. Um, Dean uh, Winters. Mm. I really like this actor. I, I think he's fantastic. He uh, he was really good in Thirty Rock. Like he's very good in like very serious roles and very comedic roles. He's also now the um, the Do You Have Insurance guy. Uh, oh, him, yeah, yeah. Um, but him playing Liz Lemon's boyfriend in Thirty Rock, he was fucking hysterical. <laughs> 
Um, and I liked him in this. I liked that he was just the most annoyed henchman in the entire world. Like <laughs> yeah. every time he's working English, for the Russians, please. and whenever they speak Russian, he's like, "Come on, guys, yeah. speak American." <laughs> <laughs> he reminded me of like uh, John Favreau's character in Iron Man or something for some reason. Yeah, a much more R-rated um, happy. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I liked, and it was a subtle thing where he could do that to Vigo and not fear being like shot or knifed or stabbed or cut into pieces like a henchman who was like i'm actually your riker you know like i can talk to you man to man and right you know, like i can be casual with you to a point but like it, it felt le- like it felt nuanced more so than most henchmen usually do yeah i don't i didn't actually read that he was a henchman at all i actually felt he was more like a lawyer or somebody that protected uh vigo for maybe not like, like physically a, but even then they like tend to be fixer but even then, fixer, like yeah. they tend to be like yes men, or like yeah. oh, like you're gonna freak out. I'm gonna leave. You know, like he tried to leave, but then he was just like, "Come on, English, please." What yeah. Are you yeah, like leave. It's like oh, oh, oh. Like, there's that that reverence, like kind of that casualness. That I thought was a really nice touch. Yeah, like and I think he's one of those actors who plays those sort of worlds really, really well. It's like him and like um, uh, Walton Goggins who pops up a lot. Yeah, I'm like yeah. I like both these guys play these like sort of side characters who are a little bit smartass, a little bit too uh, too small for their big shoes, and like they. I, I like it. I, I think yeah. they, they do it really well. And this guy, I liked it all the way up to the very end when he, he knows he's going to die. And he's like, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> he, like, Go ahead. And, and even at that point, though, it was funny because that's when Vigo lost it. Like he was unhinged yeah. laughing and the whole time. Yeah. And then when when he's like, give me a gun, give me a gun, give me a gun. And then Vigo's just like laughing and he has a gun the entire time. And it's not until the car's crashed and he's waiting and he's like, here you go. And then he just starts toying. with, yeah. with <laughs> Vigo just like, oh, oh, puts it in his hand, like takes it away like he's a toddler. Yeah. And then he gives it to him and spe- says something. It's like. English, please, like you're saying. It's like, good luck. And like, every, you know it at that point. There's no other way out for it. I don't remember yeah. his exact response, but something like, fuck you, you Russian prick. Oh, yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> and the thing was, I thought he was going to survive too. Like, he had that moment yeah. of like, all right, so he's definitely fucked up. He probably has a cracked skull. He's got a, sh- he's got a bullet wound, but he might be okay. Oh, no, they ran him over. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, yep. His relationship with Vigo is another thing in this movie that I really appreciated that gave it like a lived in feel because it's like, okay, clearly these guys are going way back enough that he can be the one guy who's like snarky to him. Yeah. And just everything else about this movie is like, okay, everybody has a deeper relationship than we are seeing on screen. Now but we, everybody we has get to it. meet for the first time and have quips back and forth. Yeah. yeah. And we get it. Yeah. I it, love it. it. You, it's like it's like walking, it's like watching a sequel where you didn't need to see the first one. Absolutely, it, it's yeah. it's very very well done. Um, so the other thing that we need to talk about before we finish this thing um, is the one thing we've been not talking about at all, which is the action. Yeah, the like, gun fu. Yeah, this is uh, there. I mean, every every month, almost every week, it feels like you get a different action movie these days. Like there's this constant onslaught because they sell tickets. I get it, um, but very rarely do we get them now where it's like that was fucking awesome usually kind of get an action movie like say resident evil where it's like yeah i saw it yeah it's like they try uh, other movies try too hard this movie didn't try to do anything but action this one i think this was the first american i think direct influence that we saw from the raid yeah um yep and and it's not like totally on point but you can see it where they're like all right so they took they took the right things yeah do what they needed to for this movie you need to up the fight choreography and not just that you need to also up your camera work with the fight choreography which is something the raid nailed and this is the first time I see an American film kind of learning that lesson of like, we want to see more of it. The quick cut days, the super close ups, we're done with it. We're mm-hmm. moving on. Get out of here, Jason Bourne. Yeah, you're talking about just the style. I was going to say, I mean, there's plenty of 
quick action movies in that vein. Well, because yeah. yeah. the raid like, like changed the game. We're yeah. starting to not yeah. believe those quick cuts anymore. Right. We're not believing that action anymore. Like you said with Taken, it was just like, yeah. come on, come on, you you need you know, you need air tubes. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, you're practically there. Like, yeah, we're not buying this. You're not going to do a double flip over a guy and bust him, or you know, like yeah. whereas with Counter Reeves, like. I believed everything he was doing. Yeah, and it's kind of mm-hmm. like... Uh, and we got to see everything he was doing. And it was kind of like what you mentioned earlier. I think because he's a little bit older and because it's a little bit sloppier, you buy it more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It has that more of a kind of a chaotic thing of like where it feels more like skill and luck are than just he is the best guy ever. It's yeah. a good mixture of the two. And it's better to see like the only reason some bad guys can get in a shot on him is because they were lucky. Like, yeah. it was it was interesting being like seeing that the, the villains... We're lucky at times, yeah. And, and that was because it was a pure beginner's luck, almost like they, oh, they, they, they dinged him. Yeah, that was t- totally an accident. Uh, my favorite thing in this, and like I never noticed it until actually my most recent watch of it was uh, when people actually get a hit on them, they are unbelievably excited. You yeah. can see the little bit of joy of bam, I got him. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like me with first person shooters. <laughs> <laughs> Online one specifically, right? PvP. Uh, hey, Overwatch. <laughs> um, so, for my money, uh, give this guy a Batman movie. I still say give it to the guy from the raid, but you know we're on the same the same level. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. They can probably co- not who they did. <laughs> they can co-direct. Well, I, they're talking Matt Reeves as the guy. Yeah, yeah probably not him. Well, and now yeah. these movies are proving that there's so much you can do without having to edit around it. Mm-hmm. Like. <laughs> maybe why I'm an editor is because I like the least amount of cuts. <laughs> it's it's weird, but that's also that's also the principle. Like, don't cut where you don't have to. Yeah, well, and I love that this movie doesn't cut where it doesn't have to. And yeah, it definitely goes in trends. Like you said, the days of Jason Bourne are over. So here yeah. it is. I mean, get slower uh, and, cuts, and I'm sure they'll come back. Absolutely, but it, it's just one of those. And things. it'll be something different. It'll be like coming yeah. at your face, like 3D. Who knows? Yeah, who and, knows? And to be fair to those movies, what you miss in this is those moments of pulse pounding. Like I'm running down an alley and I'm in a panic. Kind of like there's like you miss that adrenaline of that that particular yeah. type of adrenaline in the Jason Bourne movies, like the shaky, right. yeah. But that the shaky, shaky cam, cam but like, that's so you, that's you that. shaking, yeah. and yeah. you can kind of insert yourself into that. Whereas this is like, I want to absorb this action. He's good. He's not panicked. He's calm and collected. We need to be calm and collected and watch this. Right. Right. So it fits. Like that's true. Actually, I didn't think about that either. Stylistically, his character drives the motivation for the edits because he is so calm. Yeah. He never it, panics, and it it works. Yeah. Um, Jason Bourne's very frantic, and there's the even character. a moment in the yeah. beginning yeah. where the ed- like the the camera shakes a little bit, gets a little wobbly, and it's on him. So yeah, yeah it's very much motivated by him, and I really liked how they did that. That's genius. That's yeah. a great point. Yeah. Um, all right, let's go through. What do you think of the best action scenes? And there's oh, a lot in this. I was actually going to say this. Let's add to this. Um, in addition to favorite quotes, I wanted to do favorite kills today. Sure. Mine that's fine. is the one where he uh, hits favorite the, action scene first. We're not doing quotes quite yet. Not quotes. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine is the he's in the car and he hits the guy who rolls over the top of the car and while he's rolling, he's uh. shooting the gun and <laughs> kills the guy. <laughs> yep. Through the through the car through roof. the that's, car roof. Yeah, that's yeah. fucking ridiculous. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but you you you've wanted to do like you've wanted you've wanted that in an action yeah, yeah sure yeah like some guys run over the car why don't i have a gun here yeah like <laughs> slow the camera down a little bit and let's, <laughs> let's shoot it, it's doing a very serious job of what shoot 'em up tried to do back in the day i'm mm-hmm. trying to like looney tunes action but like really cool that's what right. i'm saying it yeah. took itself so seriously yeah. it worked really it made, well yeah. yeah if they had gone more camp it wouldn't work right um for me uh i i gotta go with it, it's the i don't know why i like this one so much if i'm just going off kills alone uh, it's in his house uh, the entire house invasion scene i think is just fucking oh, yeah. great it's the best like intro so this is the action i signed up for like ever yeah oh, um man. 
But for me, it's when he's he, they're both up against the wall and he knows he's behind him. And the way they decides to kill him is by ducking down and then turning around and firing under his arm and just not looking because it looks like one of those like. Well, I might get shot right now. I'm going to do the best I can. I, never did. I got him. Yeah, of course. <laughs> With one headshot, of course. Yeah, yeah of yeah. course. Uh, uh, ben, what about you? Uh, I, I just, more for the, the humor value, I found it really funny when he, uh, John Wick was in handcuffs in the one scene, and he kills a guy by rap, like getting the handcuffs around his neck and then using his legs like to really apply pressure to a choke, like to yeah. choke someone out. Because I thought that was an interesting yeah. kind of twist. Yeah, it, it worked. <laughs> yeah, it was efficient. I mean, it got the job done. But I just had never seen uh, that type of move. Because that's also one of the few times I thought where we saw him being more athletic than uh, just shooting people in the face. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of feels like he has like a, like a few layers. Like, I'm willing to shoot people. And if that doesn't work, I have this, I have this, I have this. And th- you got like the final layer of like, all right, well, I can... I can best you physically if I must. Well, yeah, because well, it was cool because that was one of the things that Vigo sold uh, Yosef or Theon or right. whoever yeah. you're following. Is that I saw him kill three guys with a pencil. Five guys. Five yeah. guys in Five. a bar with a pencil. Where was that? I want yeah. to see the pencil killing. Like, let's. Yeah. They just have to talk about it. He can't do it anymore so much. Yeah. <laughs> He's he can only, he can only yeah. get four now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's got to go borrow a pencil from Betsy DeVos. <laughs> oh, Topical. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Uh, John, did you have one? Yeah, the uh, it was the kind of the club slash brothel scene, but where it goes into this kind of smooth. Was that tech- a brothel? I think so. Yeah, that was. Kind I of, couldn't it, tell. It, it kind of weaved between, but when the music kind of got this like smooth, slow beat techno with a female voice going, very like kind of casual, and then he's just busting caps yeah. at everyone. And oh yeah, it's uber violent with calm, soothing vocal on there, and I was just laughing. I know everyone around That's me was like, so "What's good. What, are you, what are you laughing?" At? I was like, "This is funny." This is the yeah. humor that I like. That like the music is calm and serene. Yeah. It's like it's like the soundtrack playing in his head, it's right? Brilliant juxtaposition. Yeah. Yeah. But just so uber violent. I loved it. And he, then he shoots that guy in the huge like beefcake <laughs> in the speedo, shoots him like bam bam all the way up his face. Yeah. So good. And the music is so nice. <laughs> I would, I want someone to uh do a commentary in this movie counting bullets in your clip. <laughs> I actually no I was actually watching that when really? I was watching the movie because I'm curious I'm like one of the things I heard about the movie was that they show uh, weapon reloads very accurately oh, like as yeah, far as changing know. clips and I noticed that like it and was very methodical That's very awesome. calculated every time he did it and it would do it he would do it in a way in a time that would make sense in the film but I was trying to count because at one point is like fire and I think he always went to like 11 shots mm-hmm. but that's what a pistol can do mm-hmm. you know so i yeah, was I wouldn't know. curious about that <laughs> and i love the the trifecta shots where he shoots him in the foot the chest and the face yeah anytime that happened i was just like <laughs> that's fun and it happened multiple <laughs> times so that's the <laughs> best part about it yeah yeah well, i mean it's the that is clear like a well thought out like all right he's an assassin so he's going to stop him he's going to injure him if he's not able to kill him and then he's going to kill him yep. yeah so it's like if he gets stopped at any point in there that guy's still out of this fight <laughs> yeah and and well that was the other thing too is when he whenever he would be fighting someone is like there would be a shot or he would always try and wound them incapacitate incapacitate them briefly and then finish them off and yep. it was very methodical like Every okay time, this yeah. is what you have to do and even using that to his advantage when there's a lot of people like he would incapacitate one atta- one attacker and then finish off the other one and then when the other the first guy was coming to again after reeling from the first shot then he gets blasted in the dome and then he's done yeah or so it was like a very intricate choreography and very detailed fight detail oriented fight scenes which were really interesting you never see like and even to your point about the reloading even if it hadn't been accurate to the bullet count it's still from a pacing standpoint felt right 
Like, yeah, so it, even if there might have been a little bit off bullet-wise, you can kind of see, like, this is probably about the same time every time that he'd run out of shots. Because at right. his clip, every, like, yeah. maybe five seconds, he would probably have to reload. Okay, every, like, five seconds, he probably did. Yeah. Sort of, like, based off the gun. Yeah, it, I felt it felt very right versus other movies, where it's like, obviously, they have auto-reload. Yeah. yeah. The auto-reload mod from whatever. It's like <laughs> James Bond, GoldenEye, where you just lower it out of the screen, bring it back up. <laughs> <laughs> Good <Yep>. to go. <laughs> Uh, all right. Is there anything else we want to mention this thing before we move into quotes? If that was, was our favorite kills, time for our favorite lines. Uh, all right. So quotes, 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 quotes. Uh, I'm going to go first because uh, I already said mine earlier. So I'm going to say a different one. Um, if you take two of mine, I'm going to be really gonna be, mad. Yeah. <laughs> if this is going to be anyone's, I'm going to be very surprised. Mine's a Vigo line. Um, and it comes near the near the end of the film, uh, after the church scene, and he uh, he's gotten out of the church. He's standing in the road with this huge fucking gun, shooting up the whole fucking car. And the car like pulls over. He's killed the driver. He's standing on top of the car, ready to kill Vigo. And Vigo goes, "Cool it, cool it, cool it, cool it, cool it." <laughs> <laughs> and I just love that's his response to get John Wick to stop killing people is cool it. <laughs> Uh, I'll go. With, I'll go with mine. Uh, it's actually in the church scene when uh, John Wick is getting the snot beat out of him, and he has his hands tied behind his back. And uh, I don't even remember what the prompt was. Oh no, I, yeah, I don't know what the prompt was. But John Wick, like beat up, bloody, is like, people have been asking me if I'm back, and yeah, I think I'm back. <laughs> like in this. <laughs> It's emotional, supposed to be like tense, I'm gonna kill you type of yeah. swearing. And it's just like, it's so indicative of what they actually wanted. Like, that was the effort they were putting into the lines. Yeah. Like, that was it. It's just like, because you asked, you heard that question five times. Like, are you back? Are you back? Yeah. Yep. And he's always like, eh, I don't know. And then he proceeds to kill an entire building's worth right. of people. Yes. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure you're back, John. <laughs> yeah. That's it. I I love the meta nature of that quote that I've been hearing all around the internet back when the movie came out. Of oh, like, yeah. oh, Keanu Reeves is back, and he yeah. tells us in the movie, he's back. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, that's cool. I think I'm back. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know how this movie's going to do. Yeah. Uh, it's fun now. Okay, I'm yeah. back. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did you go, John? I didn't yet. Do you know yours yet? I do. Um, it's more of a, a, a world-building moment than a yeah. really clever line, but I like when he kills the guys in the home invasion, mm-hmm. and then he makes the phone call. He's like... I'd like to make a dinner reservation for 12. Yep. And I like how that pays off because I'm like, what is he talking about? Oh, it's code. And yep. then there's this coin system. And then there's this guy who comes in and like, cleans it all up. And I was like, that's kind of cool. Yeah. It really yeah. reminded me of uh, The Darkness. If you guys ever read that book, the Top Cow book back in the day, there's yeah. a couple of video games for it too. But the beginning of that really reminded me of one of the characters in that. Like it felt straight lifted out of that book. There was something about that scene that really struck me too. Okay. So when he like <laughs> sledgehammers his guns out of his floor, uh, he opens his case and you see several rolls of these gold coins, right? Yeah. yeah. And you, um, and he invites the guys over and does the dinner reservation for 12 to clean up the bodies and I think gives him like 12 of them or several yeah. a handful of them and in that moment you're like okay so these coins probably aren't worth that much but then when he goes to the hotel he pays for three nights with one yeah. at this assassin's hotel so you're like oh shit cleaning up bodies is expensive and, yep. also, and he's fucking rich yes. and, and <laughs> that, that stash that he burns there weren't that many more coins than what he had no so like yeah, he's a dangerous motherfucker yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. I just I had, liked, I liked how much it built that world with, with so very little yeah yeah one or two lines, a little montage. And that, I was like, this is fascinating. There's a whole currency yeah. Yeah. that we're dealing with here. Yeah. 
And it's not just Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> Which would be a very different movie. <laughs> They'd be on their phones for like, okay, so how do I connect to your, is your airdrop on? <laughs> Can I Bitcoin you? Yeah. And that's a whole different movie. Yeah. Oh, wait, what's the market on Bitcoins now? Oh, shit. What's the transfer rate? <laughs> so I got three days at a hotel <laughs> of murdering. And okay, so I need how many gold coins for the Bitcoin? <laughs> and then John Wick's dead. Yeah. <laughs> that joke went way longer than I intended it to. <laughs> Uh, Ryan, what about you? What's your uh, quote? I had so many. My favorite one that I wrote down first was uh, when uh, John Leguizamo calls Vigo, or Vigo calls John Leguizamo and yep. goes, Hey, I heard you struck my son. May I ask why? John Leguizamo goes, He uh, stole John Wick's car, sir, and uh, killed his dog. And Vigo's response is, Okay. Oh. <laughs> and hangs up the phone. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, he deserves that. I'm going to do yeah, that yeah. some more. Yeah, I would have smacked him too. And then uh, I, I wrote down dinner re- reservation for 12. Yeah. Um, I also liked when John Wick has just killed uh, uh, Theon. <laughs> Fuck his name. <laughs> Yosef. Yosef. And uh, Yosef Greyjoy. We, we've ruined it for me. But uh, And then Vigo just gets a phone call and answers it and make the arrangements. Like, he doesn't yeah. need to know why someone's calling his son's yeah. dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, whole, like, that whole scene where he's just token up. Yeah, as the whole thing's going on, it was like, yeah, because he knew he lost. That actor pulled that off. Like uh, the one line that nobody mentioned that I I feel like needs a needs a quick throw out there is William Defoe's like defining line. So when he's about to die, and they say, "You will go out on my terms," and he goes, "No, sir, no, my good sir, I go out on my own." Yeah, (laughs) I mean, I also wrote down, uh, "No more guns, John. No more bullets. No more bullets. Just me and you, John." Just you and me. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the next line he says is, uh, "Be seeing you, John. Be seeing." You. <laughs> like he, after he got stabbed in the neck, yeah, he forgot like that was the end of he it. He forgot all of his lines that entire scene, so he just repeated Michael Nyquist's. <laughs> yeah, maybe those were all supposed to be Keanu Reeves' lines, so he just didn't know them. <laughs> it's like he's just feeding him lines. Yeah. Oh, that worked. <laughs> uh, or a quick shout out to the one with the uh, the the uh, Pope. Or not the Pope, the preacher. The I don't remember the Pope the in this movie. Guy. No, 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 no. Uh, I just don't know the hierarchy of Catholicism. Sorry. <laughs> Pope is me. as high up as you can get. Bishop, bishop, right? Bishop, <laughs> yeah. Yes. He's opening the gate. He's like, oh, the Vigo will kill me. He's like, yeah. Points <laughs> <laughs> the gun yeah. at him. And then he watched him kill him yep, yep. <laughs> from the roof. And he was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so review system for today. Uh, I think it will be easy. We'll find out. Assassin movies. That is movies with assassins. For those of you who cannot figure out what assassin movies are, uh, I can go first if you guys need me to to kick this thing off. Sure, I got one in the can. Leon the Professional. Um, cool. And I go with that strictly based on like it was an early '90s movie, uh, and I remember watching that thing and going, "There is a much larger world at play in this thing, and we're only getting the small glimpse of it, and I love every second of it." Yeah. Uh, and it was, again, another character who didn't have a lot of attachments to the world, who finds all his attachment in this one thing, which is a little girl versus a dog. Um, but it's still kind of, there's a lot of similarities between the two. And I, very different movies, but there's still thematically a lot of things at work. I'm going to write on that and go with the movie I mentioned earlier, Kingsman. Uh, okay, just yeah. for the world building, I love it too. Like you, you can tell there's this giant club of assassins, and it's like a boys club, and I love that idea. Yeah. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. <laughs> <laughs> which one? The Mr. Oh, wait. Original oh, remake. Uh, the one with um, Angelina Jolie. Okay. Yep. Just the the charisma between the, the actors and just the fun. I had a lot of fun in that movie just as I had a lot of fun in this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And to p- see people be very skilled, go through the whole movie and be skilled. Like when, once Mr. and Mrs. Smith team up and fight back, it's just a bloodbath. 
And then, you know, I, I just like seeing that. Like, the similar levels of fun. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. Sure. Last but not least. Oh, okay. No, I will have to go with Crank. Okay. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I will have to go with Crank. That one was, it It was a little bit uh, on the opposite spectrum of this, where it didn't take itself seriously, but I found, I, I found that charming. Yeah, that uh, was liked, an opposite kind of, like, hammy action movie. Yeah, yeah and it went to all of the extremes, which most of the time didn't make sense, but right. I just, I enjoyed right. that as far as movies go. God, I love it. I really to be good. entertained, so... Or Crank I, Two. I did like Crank Two when he's uh have, what is like having sex in the do- in the race like yep. in the middle of the thing and yeah that was funny and too. the kaiju battle at the end which is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I ever that. realized how much I like these kind of stupid action movies. They're good. They're really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so that's everything for today. I'll bring today's episode to a close. Uh, so next week, tune in for our twentieth anniversary episode. Uh, I'm very very excited for this one. Wait, you've been on for twenty years? <laughs> Didn't you? You haven't been listening? I was the first <laughs> podcast. Uh, no, it's the 20 year anniversary of uh, Lost Highway. So we're talking Lost Highway. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited to talk about Lost Highway. It's one of the best soundtracks to a movie fucking ever. And, you know, the movie's good too. Uh, And then the week after that, we have our very first episode of our new segment of Blockbuster Roundup. Uh, These are movies that are really big tentpole movies that we either don't want to spend as much time or we everyone's already talked about at length or whatever reason we're just going to do a whole bunch of them in one episode uh the only one that i know for sure is on that one right now or the two that i know for sure that are on right now are x-men apocalypse and suicide squad um we'll probably throw a few more in there oh dr strange yeah we'll probably throw that one in there too you're right um but yeah so we have uh alex marshall brown who's already planning on being in that episode pending schedules so that should be a lot of fun she was supposed to be on this episode but uh scheduling did not work out but she really wanted to talk about the fight choreography but she will be on for that one and then after that we have our battle of kaiju movies and i'm very excited for that one too that'll be my first time having to judge since we've started our new uh judging system judging is fun yeah i'm looking forward to it so you can find us online at athpod.com where you can check out our new blogs i wrote one that came out last week and yeah you grumpy old Dude. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, <laughs> it started out something very fun, and then it turned into me yelling at all teenagers. Just you basically, going, burger, burger. <laughs> you basically yelled at a cloud for a whole post. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it we was, wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, you know, it felt like me, so I yeah. was okay with it. I I had a lot of fun writing it, and it's very, very ranty and angry, but I I think that's kind of the charm of it. And then I believe on Monday, uh, things happened correctly. This past Monday, so three days ago, uh, we had our first guest writer come in, which was Elliot Campos, who wrote a very fun thing on Men in Black. And I think everyone should check that out because it was very, very, very well written and funny. Cool. And very Elliot. Um, Nice. So, yeah. So, you can also find us on Twitter, ATH underscore podcast, everywhere else, ATHpodcast.com, ATHpod. Uh, and then email us at athpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, ben, you still have nothing to plug? Nothing changed in the last hour? You know what? Now that you meant, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not really. <laughs> okay. So thank you, Ben, very much for coming out. This is a lot of fun. Thanks for having me on again. It was a lot of fun, guys. Yeah. You're always a great guest. We need to have you on more often. Yeah. Let's do it. Yep. Yeah. All right. So bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Blam, blam. <laughs>